Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs, and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hello, welcome. Welcome to an amazing day. And today, special day. Today's actually my son's eighth birthday. So quick shout out to Valiant Troy Browning. Val, I love you, buddy. So, so proud of you. I know you're not listening to the podcast, but you have showed up on the Facebook Lives and Instagram Lives every now and again. Um, so excited to be able to spend the day with my son for his birthday. But I want to record this quick open and get you a podcast episode this week. So thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, give it a listen. Look through the last couple episodes, last 10, 20 or so, and you know, find one or two that, that tickle your fancy, that look like an interesting topic or, or a guest, and, and check this out. Um, today, you know, I've been doing a lot. Man, I've been doing so many interviews, and I'm excited because you know, one of the reasons I'm able to get, I'm getting like, how do I say this the right way? I'm getting higher and higher quality interviews and connections with people, and what's happening is like, because of you guys, you know, us all together listening to this and you're subscribing, you're downloading the episodes, you're sharing the podcast with your friends. Because we're doing that together, well, I'm able to get a little more traction on the show. You know, earlier this year, we, we uh, passed 100,000 downloads and we're well on the way to 150,000 and 200 this year. So it's amazing to even think about that. But I just want to take a second and just shout out and say thank you to you because um, it is you participating, listening following on social media that's allowing me to get better and better guests. This week, I have a phenomenal guest for you. Um, man, I, I've been wanting to get this guy on my show for really ever since a year before I started podcasting. He's one of the people that inspired me to get into podcasting. And quick update for you on the show. We moved, after the 100th episode, we made a shift. I moved, uh, we used to do two episodes a week. We moved down to one episode a week, uh, you know, just to try to keep up with the workflow a little bit. And I'm happy to report, happy to report that we've really gotten some good systems down. So it's becoming easier and easier. And now that my systems are down for this, I want to reward you. I want to reward you, the listener of the show. And I have so many good, in fact, I have some, let me look right now. I have a few episodes in the bag that I cannot wait to get out to you. And I'm just kind of, I'm almost getting, I'm getting sick of having, I have too many that are already recorded and ready. And, and I want to give you a chance to be able to listen to these. So I'm going to go back to a two episode a week format. So we're going to drop an episode every Tuesday and every Friday. So Tuesday morning, Friday morning, you can count on us, the driven entrepreneur. You can listen to this on your way to work, uh, to the gym, on the way home, as you fall asleep at night, however you do this. But we got a few good ones. I have, um, you know, the former president of Sharper Image, Craig Womack is been on the show. He's going to be dropping very soon. We have uh, Steven Sudell, who's the inventor of the neck hammock. He did a $1.7 million Kickstarter. and We're going to get into his mind and how he did that. We have uh, uh, Jill Raff, who grew up with her parents owning McDonald's 150. There's 60,000 plus McDonald's now. They were one of the original, original owners. So we talk about the mindset of Ray Kroc. That was amazing. And just so many more like that. So I want to start off uh, the right way this week with a killer guest. His name is John Lee Dumas. He is the founder of Entrepreneurs on Fire. Now, if you have 
ever listened to a podcast for more than a day, you've probably heard of John Lee Dumas, JLD, lives down in uh, Puerto Rico, uh, below the 31 latitude, I believe he said it was. <laughs> We're in the interview, we joke, you know, because I'm in Grand Rapids, Michigan. At the time we recorded, I was vacationing in Florida, and he said, man, I don't ever go above the 31 degree line uh, anymore. And I'm looking out my window today, and it is snowing. So uh, we have a really fun conversation. It's a fairly brief conversation. You know, he, he books uh, pretty back-to-back short interview time, so I was really blessed and excited to get some time to catch up with John. Um, excited to get to know him a little better as well. So he's the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. It's an award-winning podcast. He interviews inspiring uh, inspiring entrepreneurs every Monday and drops value bombs every Thursday. Here's what's crazy, though. JLD has been doing a daily podcast. So he's one of the people that really inspired me, like I said, to get started in the first place a hundred and some episodes ago. He has done over 2,000 episodes. Can you believe that? He's done 2,000 episodes. He still, to this day, does a EO on Fire, does a daily uh, podcast, daily podcast. So he drops a new episode every single day. So check those out. They're amazing, amazing value. He gets 1.3 million listens every single month and well over seven figures of annual revenue. One of the things I love about JLD, if you go to eofire.com, that's his main website, you can check out, he does some cool things that I've never seen anyone else do. He does a revenue report, for instance. He does a monthly and annual revenue report where he just shows you his P&L. Like, here it is. He shows you what the income was, where it came from, what his expenses for the business are, running the podcast. He does all sorts of other things as well. He has podcast masterclasses. He has uh, journals he sells, a lot of different ways that he creates revenue. But he literally opens a door to, this is how I do what I do, and this is exactly how much we made. This is what it cost us. So it's a really cool insight. So I always follow his monthly revenue report at eofire.com every single month. Um, it's, I mean, as an entrepreneur myself, it's a pretty, pretty big uh, value bomb right there. So check it out. Set your entrepreneurial journey on fire. Uh, listen in with my interview with JLD. Here we are, man. Hey, bringing, uh, being brought together by the power of the internet. Dude, how easy is that? Yeah, so I'm down in Florida right now, uh, taking a break from Grand Rapids. That's a nice, nice trip. Almost like Puerto Rico, but a little different. I'll never be above the 37th longitude line during the winter months again. You like the humidity. <sighs> Love the humidity, <laughs> and I hate the cold, sleet, and snow. Dude, right on. Well, I know we got a short time, and I uh, want to honor that, obviously, and let you get back to the birds and everything. So you want to jump right in? Well, no more birds. I got uh, 10 interviews today back to back, which is why I'm uh, today's the day crunch timeline. Today's the day. Today's the day. Awesome. Well, so I guess, yeah, let's just jump in, man. So uh, sure. I probably know a lot more about you than you know about me. Uh, <laughs> we, and, and I know you've been interviewed a million times, right? You had the podcast for six years. You had 2000 plus interviews. I mean, you've been around the block. What were you like as, as a kid, though? My question is always like, you know, were you like the lemonade stand kid? Were you trained to go into like corporate or factory work and you went away from that? What was that kind of up the rearing like as a kid? So I was definitely not the lemonade stand kid. I was the anti-Gary Vaynerchuk, I like to say, which I think is an important thing to talk about, especially with kind of younger entrepreneurs. A lot of people are like, well, I just wasn't super entrepreneurial when I was a kid. 
so I must not be able to be an entrepreneur when I get older, but that's just not the case, in my opinion. I didn't really become an entrepreneur until I was 32 years old. When I was a kid, I was focused on sports. I loved athletics. As I got a little bit older, you know, sports and girls became my two major focuses. And then as I entered college, it was sports, girls, and fun. Those are my three main focuses. So that was really, you know, what I did. I remember, you know, getting $75 a week um, as part of my ROTC scholarship funds. And I was just like, that's all the money I need because my housing's covered, my food's covered, and 75 bucks a week, like, I don't need to make any more money. So I was always just very happy to have enough at that stage. And you know, I want to talk really... about that, that military time yeah. just for a sec, too. Is So, you know, ROTC in college, and you served eight years in the Army. Uh, thank you, by the way. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's huge. I mean, you know, and, and doing a tour over in Iraq and everything. Did you have like a moment like in junior high or high school when you thought, you know what, I'm going to go. Did you have family in the military or you know, did you family do ROTC in, military, in high school? My Both my grandfathers served in uh, World War II and then my other, uh, my father's father, uh, that side of my grandfather's side uh, was in the Korean War as well. So, I mean, it was definitely ingrained. My dad was a JAG officer and actually he only oh. recently, recently retired too. So it was like very ingrained in my family, but it really wasn't until I was 17 years old that I was a senior in high school and college was looming. And my dad basically said, hey, he said, we have a college fund for you. It's around $30,000. Like any college you go to outside of Maine is going to cost a lot more money than that. So you're going to have to take up some potential loans. But if you go to if you go to University of Maine, like this will definitely cover your college and you'll be fine. And in fact, I actually got a scholarship to Maine for $2,500 per year. So I would have been way under that. But, you know, it's being 17 and not really thinking big picture or long term. I was like, I want to go to a private school. And I chose Providence College in Rhode Island, which was a great choice. It was an amazing school, but it was expensive. And, and that's when I was like, well, I don't really want to take a ton of debt out. So that's when I decided to go the Army ROTC route. Just makes the uh, an easy easy choice almost that way. And then, you know, were your parents, I'm sure your dad was, was he supportive? Or was he kind of like, you know what, very don't supportive. do what I did? No, he was very supportive. Very you know, supportive. He thought it was the right thing to do. And he knew that it was going to give me a little structure Clean and up a discipline little bit. within the four years of college. So I wouldn't just be uh, running loose and fancy free. Look, not a bad idea, man. You know, I... I had a, a kind of a, a tough high school, you know, I got kicked out of two schools and went to my third one in handcuffs and probably least likely to succeed. So I love, you know, just that story of like, I, I could have used that, right? If my dad had thought about going to the military, I think I would have been in <laughs> my 18 for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you talk a lot about too, um, like, you know, the failures, right? And it's a pretty common thing, you know, we talk about that's a learning experience, et cetera, et cetera. But what I'm really curious too is you, like you got into real estate, you're doing commercial real estate, you're doing corporate finance, you were getting into law. It's like, did you feel like you were that kind of jack of all trade trying these different things and it, like it doesn't work, it doesn't work and to, to, to your own judgment, right? Maybe it works compared to other people, but as you're doing these things, looking back, successful now, making money, having your company, Sometimes for me, I find like it's easier to look back and think, oh, yeah, well, that was a great experience, even though it sucked. And we tell our stories right from stage and that kind of thing. But what, like, how did you deal with that in the moment? You're 32 years old. Uh, was it really hard to kind of get out from under the, hey, man, like, am I going to do anything at all in my life? Or did you always have that, that seed of like, dude, I'm here for something. I'm going to figure this out. And it was just one thing after another until it stuck. What was, was that any emotional struggle for you? Cause can you speak to that a little bit? 
So the only emotional struggle that I really went through was the fact that I knew I wanted to be a success on some level. Like I didn't know what the definition of success was in my mind, which was a mistake. I should have defined that at a much earlier age. I didn't really know what my goals were or my aspirations. I just know that, you know, I wanted to be successful. I wanted to make a lot of money and I wanted people to like respect the the work that I did. And I wanted my parents to be proud and my family to be proud and my friends to be proud. But the problem with that is that that's a very human emotion that almost every single person that has any kind of goal, uh, desire, or determination has, but they're all very broad. They're all very vague. I mean, looking back on that, it's super obvious to me like where I went wrong, where I wasn't really specific with my goals, never sat down and like really structured out like what does success look like? What does success mean? What does happiness mean? I didn't do any of those things. So as a result, I just kind of plopped from career path to career path hoping one of those was going to stick and none of them did. And that's really when I kind of, at, again, at 32 years old, was like, okay, now I need to figure something out. But when I look and I see 25-year-olds and 18-year-olds and 26-year-olds, just like these these younger entrepreneurs actually doing the things that I wish I had done when I was their age, I, I just applaud because I'm like, man, I wasted 7, 10, sometimes in some cases 15 years just because I didn't take the time to sit down and actually create a structure for my life. And isn't it funny, like to to start that you know that piece at 32, as you say? And how old are you now? You're like, as we're recording this, 38, 39. 39. Yeah, so I'm 39 too. I'll be 40 at the end of the year. And, Ditto. Right. I'm a December baby. December 18th, man. 16. I'm what older the? than you. Yeah, you are. But you're a Sag, <laughs> and that apparently is a good thing. I don't know much about it. but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Dude, it's crazy. So, like, you're coming up on, you know, I don't like to say it, but you're coming up on 40. I'm doing the exact same thing. Do you have anything, like, bucket list is such a dumb term, but do you have anything that you're just going, you know what, I still, I really want to get to that, like, this year, I, I put out a goal that I really like. I want to create a documentary around a climb that I want to do. I've been a rock climber for 20 years. And, you know, is, is there something like that, whatever it is in you, that you're like, you know, I really want to do this? I've, I've been dreaming of that. Maybe it's smart. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's financially reasonable. Maybe it's not. But you just kind of want to get to it. Anything you can think of like that? So for me, I work in 100-day sprints, I like to call them. I'm just a big believer in having like a meaningful time frame, but not too long of a time frame, because I really want to make sure that I'm accomplishing real, intentional, meaningful goals in around 100-day blocks. So hypothetically, you know, every year I should be getting close to four of these major accomplishments. And that's kind of where I work right now. So right now for me, you know, I have... Um, my first 100-day block that I'm in the middle of right now for 2019. And, you know, I'm working on a, a brand new initiative right now. And it's in the health and wellness space. It's it's where I'm really focused in 2019 and beyond. It's all about, for me, self-care. You know, I've spent the time from 2012 to 2019 working on the business and entrepreneurs on fire and the business side of business and the marketing side of business. And I enjoy all that stuff. And that will still be a part of what I do, but that was the sole focus of what I did for a very long time. Now I'm like, okay, I've created this very special entity, Entrepreneurs on Fire. I'm going to continue making sure and feeding this fire and, and building this flame over here. But I'm going to also take some bandwidth, which I would typically be pouring into that one sole focus, and now I'm going to create something else that's more of where I want to be focused on my energy and efforts as I get into my 40s and beyond, and that's health and that's, and that's self-care. Because as you and I both know, when you're in your 
20s, your early 30s, I mean, you can make some mistakes. And by mistakes, I mean, you can go periods of time eating like crap, drinking, you know, profusely, doing this, doing that. Your body is just magical. And it you will bounce just repair right itself, back. <laughs> bounce right back. You wake up full of energy. And guess what? Your body, when you're 40s and your 50s and your 60s, is still as magical as it was in your 20s and 30s. It just won't give you as much slack. And so that's where I'm at right now is saying, you know what? I realized my slack is kind of um, shortened a little bit, but my body is as amazing and has all the opportunities that I want. So let's focus in on this new project. So that's where I'm at right now. Instead of going like three, five-year goals, I'm just like, what am I going to accomplish during these 100 days? That's where I'm focused on. And I have, you know, this is my kind of my anchor as I go forward in 2019. So I kind of have these two flames that I'm kind of going to be feeding as we go forward. Love that you're moving into health. I think that's obviously so important. You know, we, a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, you know, we're going to trade our health to get our money and our spend our time and spend our family. And it's like, I decided same as you, you know, you're obviously down in Puerto Rico, uh, hanging out with, uh, the lovely Kate and you know, you're not going to spend any time away. You get to do it together. Um, I came down for a conference down here and I'm hanging out with my wife and my kid. And this is like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to spend any more time away. You know, I don't want to have a seven-year-old that turns into a 17-year-old and says, oh, yeah, dad was successful, big whoop. You know, like, I want to really be that model for him, and I, I appreciate you doing the same thing. And the 100-day block, you know, that obviously where your Freedom Journal and your Mastery Journal come from, phenomenal products, by the way, if I can do a cheap plug for you, uh, eofire.com slash resources, check it out. I'll put all the show notes, and I'll plug you in the close of the show. Um, but those are awesome because you set them up as 100-day chunks, so do you do like 100 days at a time to like create, do, excel, make massive progress? And then do you have like a mini retirement, as Tim Ferriss would say, or a, a break <laughs> until you're ready to, to start your next 100-day chunk? Or do you go right into it? So I give myself a seven-day buffer in between. One week seven days. I start that next. Yeah. Yeah, because you know this Way is to retire, it's, bro. <laughs> it's, yeah, because I don't consider it a mini retirement like Tim Ferriss yeah. does. I just kind of consider, consider it living life. Because for me, I love it. you know, I'm not like – this is like a nose to the grindstone, 12 to 16 hours a day where I'm sacrificing all these things to get this, you know, 100 day project off the goal. No, I'm setting a very intentional and attainable is a key word, 100 day goal that just fits into my life. And so by the end of those 100 days, I've either hit it or I haven't. More likely than not, I have hit it because I've structured it correctly. But even if I haven't, it's, hey, let's do a little review. Let's look back as to why I might not have accomplished this 100-day goal that I set for myself. And let's take a little break. Let's relax. And then let's come back after seven days and set that next 100-day goal and continue to move forward there. So I'm not setting these big, hairy, audacious goals because for me, it's just like, what's something that I know I can accomplish in 100 days that's going to move my business forward, my life forward, my health forward, my relationships forward, like one of those four blocks. And it's just one thing. There's going to be other things I'm doing with the business. I'm still going to be interviewing people for Entrepreneurs on Fire, being on other people's podcasts, you know, coming up with joint ventures and affiliates and doing these different things for sure within my life. But you got one but goal I, for the 100 days. Each time is one, one priority. I love the 100 that. days that will be accomplished. And at the end, I'll be like, wow, that was meaningful. So cool, man. Well, last couple of questions as we wind down. I know you got to get running for uh, for your next one because it's today's interview day, man. Uh, so thanks for taking the time. Um, well, you started your pod, man, back in 2012, uh, 2,000 plus episodes ago. And again, now, would you do anything differently? Would you, like you started with a podcast, in my opinion, like, so I, I got the Driven Entrepreneur and a couple other shows. It, it's It's a lot harder to get traction in a general kind of genre like that. Okay, like, hey, I'm just the entrepreneur guy. 
if you were to start it now in today's climate, would you start differently? Would you, how would you build your influence, uh, your business itself? Would you start with products, speaking? Would you do the podcast again and then build from there? Because to me, I'm not in your business, but I feel like you started with the podcast as a platform and then built out from there. Is that accurate? And would you do it again in today's climate? That is accurate, and that is exactly what I would do again, although my focus in 2019 would 100% be this. How can I create as niche and as valuable of a podcast as possible? So it's going to be really specific, really niche, which, by the way, it's not this 100-day goal, but a future very soon 100-day goal is going to be me launching another podcast in a dip in, in the health and wellness space, but it's not just going to be oh, let me just interview health entrepreneurs and have them tell me what, what they like to talk about in the health space. It's going to be so specific, so niche, that it's going to be the best podcast day one on this topic because guess what? There's no other podcast on this topic. So it's going to dominate and crush and just own that niche. So those that's one of two things that I would do. So I, I give the same advice. So make sure you hear that, man. Like this specific niched you can't get too niched in a podcast, fair. And you have the podcast masterclass. You got a free podcast course. Again, check it out, eoonfire.com slash resources. He's got a really, really, one of the, I think one of the best really out there, if not the best, uh, free podcast course. So if you want to figure out how to launch it, I mean, dude, talk to the guy who's been doing it for six, almost seven years. Uh, pretty incredible, man. So, sorry, the second free thing. Freepodcastcourse.com. You nailed it. Freepodcastcourse.com. The thing that I would highly recommend is number two is listen, you are a podcast host at this moment now because you just launched your own podcast. So what you need to do as an individual who has their own podcast is get on other people's podcasts because guess what? People who listen to podcasts are podcast listeners. So just like I'm doing with you right now, I dedicate a day every single month to be on other people's shows because someone that's listening to me here is saying, hey, I listen to an average of seven podcasts. That's the average American. They listen to seven podcasts total. So if somebody's watching this show right now, they're like, well, uh, I'm going on an hour ironic listen to this episode with Matt and John that's 15 minutes long. But then, you know, I need another piece of content to listen to. Maybe I'll check out Entrepreneurs on Fire, John's podcast. So They certainly should. Getting... It's on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere, Entrepreneurs on Fire. Pandora. <laughs> Pandora. And it's huge to recognize that because – I can say this so I'm blue in the face, but so few people will do it. You need to go to the category that you want to actually dominate, and then you need to look at the top 200 podcasts. Then you just start, just need to start going down and clicking on the website um, area on that actual podcast page, going to that person's website, going to their contact form, sending them a very unique personalized email that says, hey, I see you podcasted about these topics recently. I would love to come on your show, talk about something different. This is what I specialize in. Plus, I have a podcast, and maybe if it makes sense, I'd love to have you on my show as well. So now you can have this value exchange, <clears throat> exchange that's going on. <clears throat> and then you also want to clarify and say, hey, listen, I am a podcast host, so I know how important it is when the episode goes live to get it out there. So I'm going to make sure that I share this content with my audience when it goes live as well. And that's going to be, you're going to become a irresistible podcast guest on this podcast, uh, on all these podcasts. And I think every podcaster should have a goal of being on at least 10 other podcasts every single month. And I'm glad you said every month because that's, it takes time. It's a lot, but it's a little bit. So if someone's to, to connect with you cold and that's, I mean, that's what we did. There's been a zillion different connections, I'm sure. We're friends on Facebook. Uh, but, you know, I said, hey, man, come on the show. What does it take for, for a cold open? It really takes, you know, if you and your team look at it and say, hey, man, they got a platform. They're willing to share. Um, you're going to pay attention and say, yeah, you might be on the show? Yeah. It's just going to be a unique, meaningful, personalized uh, connection. And then 
when it works, it works. And then uh, we take the next step for sure. Right on. Looking forward to being on Entrepreneurs on Fire. That should be a ton of fun. Only if uh, Ooh, yeah. the invitation's accepted. <laughs> appreciate it, man. Hey, brother. Yeah. Well, I want to respect your time, man. Thanks for coming on. I sure appreciate it. Uh, it was great to see you face to face. John Lee Dumas, everybody. Again, and I'll be doing a close for the show and plug all your social and everything. Sure appreciate you, brother. Uh, enjoy Puerto Rico. Thanks, man. Enjoy the conference. Peace. See ya. Dude, what a good guy, man. What a fun conversation. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, I was trying to get through kind of, you know, as many of my questions as I could. And you could probably feel that as you listen. Um, But I also, you know, I didn't want to just like ask a bunch of questions I had. So I had plenty of questions that maybe we'll save for a part two if we get down that way. Um, You heard him right there. I'm working on getting on his show. So when that happens, I'll let you know what the link is. Uh, But yeah, man, uh, John, thank you so much for coming on the show. Guys, I hope you, again, enjoyed the value for that. Um, Some cool stories. Again, you really get into the mindset of someone. I didn't realize, too, until I did some of my research that, you know, he's a um, a service veteran, you know, so he's served our country and and then moved into the entrepreneur journey. I also like you probably noticed, too, if you you missed this, you know, skip back and listen again, um, that he didn't really hit his stride until his mid-30s. So if you're listening to this and you're like 19, 20, you know, 25 years old and you're thinking, oh, all these people have all the success, you know, Matt's out there and Gary Vee and Tony Robbins and, you know, whoever you're looking at and you think, oh, what's my thing? When am I going to get it? Like patience, patience, my son, my daughter, keep at it. You know, one of the things that, that JLD does that I do that we all really subscribe to is it's about hustle and hard work, but also patience. You know, we're playing the long game here. So when you're out there in business, out in the the world, play the long game and decide to pick one thing, do it and do it well and continue doing it well until it succeeds and you start to get traction. Then you might add another element or an arm. That's, you know, JLD's story from Entrepreneurs on Fire. You know, he he, in his mid 30s, he started his podcast. And he wasn't doing the Freedom Journal that he has. He has the Podcast Journal, which is really cool when he talked about those 100-day goal sections. I love that. He sets his life up into 100-day sections. And you can achieve major goals in 100 days. And then you can reset, take a break, and then do it again. So if you want to grab, just again, the Freedom Journal, um, I, I highly suggest getting that. They're on Amazon. You can also find all his resources at eofire.com for the Freedom Journal, the Podcast Journal. He's also got the Podcast Masterclass, uh, and you can get that at freepodcastcourse.com. It is pretty cool. Um, I've certainly uh, downloaded it, uh, and I, I listen to it. I use quite a lot of what he teaches in my podcast. So if you're considering a podcast, or, you, or if you have one, or you're a veteran at it, um, definitely, definitely check out freepodcastcourse.com. You can also follow John Instagram. He's super active. Uh, we we're yeah we're following up on Instagram uh, at John Lee Dumas. That's J O H N L E E D U M A S. And his Facebook is John Lee Dumas and the number one. John Lee Dumas one. Facebook, John Lee Dumas to Instagram. All right, make sure you follow him. And then, of course, follow me at Matt Browning on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, everything. That's where you'll find me. Um, putting up some, some really cool stuff this week as well. So, as usual, get out there and crush it. Have an awesome, awesome weekend. Look forward as well. Like I said, we're going to go back to at least two episodes a week. JLD inspired me, so I'm going to be dropping some really cool interviews for you uh, twice a week for the foreseeable future. Heck, I might even do three a week one time. I might just give you a bonus. 
Would you like a bonus? Why not? Let's do a bonus sometime. So as long as we got them ready, I want to get that content out to you. And look for our new podcast dropping soon. It is Speaking of Getting Booked, and that is a podcast for entrepreneurs, coaches, authors, and speakers. It's all about if you want to speak on live platforms. I'm not talking about uh, speaking on virtual summits and podcasts. That's great. You know, uh, We can talk about that. But the podcast, the new one, Speaking of Getting Booked, is exclusively for people who want to get themselves on live stages more. You want to do a keynote for a corporation. You want to speak at a a chapter, a networking group, a meetup, a a seminar. You want to get out and speak. Will that improve your business? Will that get you more leads, more clients? Look, I built my whole business on that. I did my first several million dollars in this business all through live speaking. So if you want to understand that, if you want to get booked more, if you want to, even if you're brand new or a veteran, speaking and getting booked will be dropping uh, probably by the end of this month, probably by the end of March, early April, I'll get the final date uh, that you can get out there. And we're going to do a fun little launch uh, contest where you can win some stuff and have a blast with me. So be on the lookout for that as well on social media. Have an awesome weekend. See ya.